Strayer, how are you going? How you going? I hope you're right. You bloody well better be, I'll tell you what. Because it's Friday, February 23. TGIF, am I right? Oh, yes, mate. I'm your host, James Clements. This is NBA Strayer. I am the editor of a good website. It's called CodeBet. You can also see me on Fox Sports Lab NBA. That's right. You better see me on the AFL Today show from next week as well. Watch out. I'm here in Larry Armour Studios, uh, just hanging out, chilling. Not illin'. We are back. We're back up. Yeah, put the word out. We're back on the street. That's right. Regulators, mount up. <laughs> Need some more Warren G. Uh, that's right. 12 NBA games today. It was awesome. OKC made a hell of a statement, I'll tell you. So did the Warriors. Wemby was amazing. The Nets stick. The Nets stick. Stink, like so bad that it's kind of ridiculous. Like it's scary how bad they are. And when I say scary, I mean just kind of sad more than anything. Uh, we've got all the NBA straight game rats. We've got old mate, no mate, spud of the night. Obviously, that's not a knife. Uh, better than Lonzo Borgo, dickhead of the week. And of course, we've got, yeah, nah, I'm probably pin of the day now. Back take guess we're serving up a flame girl take. Uh, there is a great moment. In NBA Australia State History, which is a one of those classics, you know what it is, a dramatic retelling of Shane the Hammer Heel getting an assist in Minnesota in 1997. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Uh, we'll throw in an Andrew Gay's Great Mumber Award just for good measure, and uh, we'll pick and preview every single game for the weekend. That's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. I'll tell you what, it's a lot. So, without further ado, let's get into it. Episode 1039 of NBA Australia. Let's go! G'day, this is Andrew Gaze, and you're listening and watching NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Ah, you better. Watch out for the OKC attack. Uh, better watch out for the no chuck attack today. He wasn't on inside the NBA. Uh, so they had Vince. So Vince beat Kenny to the board, which is pretty fun. Anyway, so it's just weird. Shaq just sort of out there. Whenever he doesn't have Chuck to dunk on, it's kind of just a bit weird. Anyway, uh, let's say it starts today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Australia. I believe it's with the daily. Ah, it's a whip around. I remember yesterday's show, talking to producer Homie about how <laughs> after the surgery I can't do a very good whip crack sound with my mouth. Which it's so lame. What happened, man? The magic's gone, bro. It sucks. Anyway, bit of news before we get into a we'll fly through all the game wraps and everything, but uh Beef Stew, big Isaiah Stewart, suspended three games for punching old Drew Eubanks. Bam, 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 bam. Uh, Give me a one-two Costa Zoo in the what in the back tunnels of what is it Talking Stick Arena, <laughs> whatever the Suns playing. Uh, but the police dropped the assaults ch- assault charges. So uh, one of those classic ones where it's like, yeah, he might have punched a dude, but we don't have any footage, and Drew Drew Banks doesn't care. So sure, three games checks out. Now. I'd say three games, if it was Draymond, would he get drummed out of the league? <laughs> Probably. Uh, Jalen Brown. I love this. It came out in Jalen Brown's stories that he actually did the dunk, the D. Brown dunk over Kaisenat, uh, and actually did the D. Brown while he was doing the dunk. In practice. Well, that still doesn't count, Jalen, you dummy. I, I for one, am stunned. That an NBA player wanted to go, no, 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 I see what I did beforehand was really cool. <laughs> Seriously, out that is in that is absolutely absurd. That's like, I don't know. You have a have a you know, someone jacks off and it's like, oh, it lasted ages, and then you cop a root and you last twenty seconds. It's like, no, nah, no, nah, but I was really good when I was practicing. <laughs> Gross! Uh Jordan Poole got benched. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, the Jalen Brown dunk did look sick when he did it right, but it still didn't have enough D Brown. It should be literally as soon as he left his feet over Kaisenat. We've got the uh, arm over the eyes, but he sort of did admit it. Anyway, uh, Jalen Brown, 
he also came out and said, yeah, look, if no one else wants to put their hand up next year, I'll do it again. It's like, all right, cool. Adam's, Adam Silver said that he, he, he was like, hey, Jalen, if you come in it next year, I'll definitely rig it so you beat Mac McClung. Anyway, uh, John Poole got benched, which is pretty funny. Uh, Brian Keefe, the new interim Wizards coach. Uh, that's a fun game, isn't it? Name the interim coaches at this point. <laughs> Kevin Ollie. <laughs> Brian Keefe. Uh, but he got benched. So interesting sort of uh, setup today with the Wizards because we they're horrible, right? They're just they're absolutely gross. I mean, you watch them and you're like, This is horrible. There's no other way to put it. There is no other way to put it. They're that bad. But they actually got smoked more today than they had in the uh, previous the 10 games, I think, that Brian Keefe had been in charge and they'd only lost a couple of them by actual... Double figures. But either way, they started below Koulibaly, which I'm actually on board with. He had a horrible game, however. So it's one of those ones where it's like, ah, oh, yeah, that didn't work out great. Four points, two or six shooting. Anyway, uh, and the bloke that Jordan Poole was traded for, we got a little bit of news, news about Chris Paul. Uh, he'll apparently return on the upcoming four-game road trip the Warriors are going to go on. Uh Kerr also was like, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, it's going to get a bit tricky because actually what we're doing now is kind of working, so uh, it's not great. It's like, Chris, uh, he's important, but geez, we're doing all right now. Oh, geez, oh, boys. Um, so pretty weird. And the Nets, a uh, little bit of a stake is being sold uh, to, I don't know, we go from a Chinese billionaire to a bunch of, I don't know, one of the worst bunches of people in the world. Uh so that's great. The Koch, Koch, what is it? The Koch brothers? Koch brothers? <laughs> Koch brothers. The Koch family. Uh, the K-O-C-H ones. Uh, basically in chat with, uh, what is it? BSE Global who own the Nets and Barclays and all that sort of gear. What a weird run for the Nets. As I sort of broke down yesterday, they've gone through, like, I think it's nine head coaches since like 2013, which is amazingly enough, the most in the NBA. So I would have gone through... Uh, Jason Kidd. Prior to uh, after that, we had Lionel Hollins, Kenny Atkinson, Steve Nash. There was a couple in between. Jacques Vaughn still just oh god. Anyway, uh, just a weird franchise, a really strange, horrible. <laughs> no one cares about him franchise. So Joey Sy, he bought what fifty percent of them from uh, Mikhail Prokhorov. Hello. And then bought the rest of it in 2019. So, and mounted like three and a half bill. They were actually, I think, before today was announced, uh, to been, they were roughly sort of around the four billion mark. And then after they were like, oh, yeah, no, 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 now we're selling. It's actually valued at 4.8 billion, which checks out. It's in the biggest media market in the US of A. Uh, there's a lot of potential there. If Adam Silver doesn't want to give me the vice president of common sense gig, he can always just put me in charge of Brooklyn. I'll fix it. And then the last little bits. Oh, well, yeah, the Koch brothers, well, the, it's like one of the wives and their son. They're only going to buy 10% at the moment, but ugh, still gross. Uh, KD. Got called a bish. Hey, KD, are you a bish? I said, I said to KD, I said, bish. Basically. Um, they were the funniest two fans you'll ever see call someone a bish uh, because the lady... Shit-faced, automatically goes to dapping him up and say, oh, yeah, gotcha. And he's like, what the fuck are you on about, lady? And then the dude's like, hey, man, hey, I run a sports podcast. This is my brother's wife. He died. It's like, what is going on? Anyway, security going to kick him out. And KD's like, nah, 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 just, they're idiots. <laughs> yeah, anyway, if you wanted to know anyone who's got a thinner skin than a snake, it's Kevin Durant, ironically. <laughs> Let's do some gay raps. Game reps, game reps, game reps, game reps, game reps, game reps. That's right. 12 games today. Let's fly through it all. Brooklyn got shit pumped. They got straight killed. He got straight killed. Uh, embarrassing effort with a dead coach. Bounce Kevin Ollie. Uh, I love the question, can you fire an interim coach <laughs> after one game? Because I would. This was an embarrassing effort. They lose 121-93 in Toronto. They're actually like right there uh, for a little bit in the first half, and then they were not. Uh, Dennis Schroeder. Came off the bench. Like, as I sort of said yesterday, right, they don't really have the organizing point guard with Ben Simmons there sort of working his way back into stuff. Dennis Schroeder suddenly coming off the bench. He's like, I was doing okay in Toronto. 
He didn't even get to have a revenge game or anything. They just got shit pumped. Like, until Simmons shows something, like, ugh, they're a train wreck. The Raps ran over in the fourth quarter. They're a mess. Cam Johnson was horrible in this. Schroeder was horrible in this. Simmons was horrible in this. Lonnie Walker was horrible. Bridges was fine. 21-4-1. They went 11-37 from three. They're going to get cooked that way. Cam Thomas, 8-16. He had a 19-2-4. Box Hill, Benny. Yeah, not great. Two points, four rebounds, four assists, one turnover, one or two shooting. Thanks for coming, Ben. Can I have my $30 million now, please? No. Uh, Toronto Scoop! Scotty Barnes is right up in their grills. I think it was in Mecca Bridges' grill doing the Bridges three-point celebration right at the start. 18-12-3 for him. 24 for Emmanuel Quickly. 25 for Gary Terrence Trent Derby Jr. 5-7 from three as well. Toronto, look, I talked about them and their sort of aimlessness. If there's any team in the NBA right now that's a little bit more aimless and actually has less talent, it's Brooklyn. So Toronto, 20-36. Brooklyn. 21-34. Uh, Brooklyn do not have their pick this year. So, yeah, not great, man. Not great. Not great. Uh, yeah, no, no. Oh, Jesus, pretty bad, eh? Because, um, like, Brooklyn, I think they s- at least have the swap with, uh, yeah, the 2024 first rounder. Oh, maybe they keep their 2024 first rounder. That Oh, wait, no. No, they don't. Goes to Houston in the uh, James Harden deal. So that's good. They get... This next year's Phoenix draft pick. So this year they're cooked. Uh, great job, everybody. <laughs> great job, everybody there in Brooklyn. But we got James Harden. We got Ben Simmons out of it. Yeah, he sucks. Detroit put up a not much of a fight. They were getting killed. 29 points. They were down by at the half. It was 45, uh, 42-25 after one quarter. Indy never looked back. 129-115, they win this. They smashed him in the second quarter as well, 30-18. Uh, nobody in Detroit cares. Apart from maybe Jaden, K. Cunningham, and Jalen Duran. Like, running Evan Fournier out there. I'm not convinced Monty Williams knows his ass from his elbow. It's a long running thing where we might all have just gone, hang on. The only time he was any good was when Chris Paul was playing for him. And outside of that, he's been shit. That's weird. <laughs> I'm sure it's just a coinky dink. Anyway, 30 and 8 for Cade in this smashing. Ivy had 14, 2 and 3, 15 and 13 for Jalen Duran, whatever. Indy ran right at the top. And Siakam was very good, 24 and 2, uh, 25 and 13 for Halliburton. He loves this whole like post All Star vibe. This is awesome. Matherin was really good too, 15, 6 and 5. TJ McConnell kicked their ass, 16, 6 and 5. Whomping, whatever. Indy, 32 and 25. Detroit stink. They are just, they got straight killed. But he got straight killed. They're 8 and 47. New York kicked the crap out of Philly. Embarrassing from the Sixers, uh, 110-96. Basically lost to Villanova, which is a kick in the dick if you're Philly because, you know, Philly. Brunson, Hart, Josh Hart, and Bonte DiVincenzo, all of that Villanova goodness, they pantsed the Sixers. It was great. Max was the only bloke who showed up for Philly. He had 35-65. Tobias Harris obviously coming back from an injury, but still. For 35 million bucks, I'd want more than seven points on three and nine shooting. Hey, Tobias, uh, so... Joel Embiid's not around. Do you reckon you can get us 19 points? He's like, you got a balls. Seven points. It's like, fuck. Thanks a lot, Tobias. 14 for Buddy Heald. Not bad. He shot five of 15, though. Block. Brunson, 21-12. He was uh, still recuperating, I reckon, the shot. Five of 18 from the three-point contest. Jesus. 22 for Bojan. Should have been in the three-point comp. Went six of six from downtown. 18-11 for Precious. Achua. And 18 and 12 rebounds for Josh Hart. 16 for Don DiVincenzo. We hit four threes. New York. Looking good. 34 and 22. Now Philly dropped to 32 and 23. And don't look now, but the tailspin, it's here. I've talked about this time and time again. This uh, February uh, schedule for the 76ers is absolutely brutal. And they are now only one game up on the Indiana Pacers for the six spot. And only one and a half games ahead of the Orlando Magicman for seven. The Sixers being in the play-in would be an Adam Silver spell. I love having Jordan Beatty in the play-ins. This is going to be great. Anyway, Orlando, speaking of which, they beat Cleveland. Cleveland! 116-109. Bang. That's a big win for Orlando, isn't it? Big. They looked awesome doing it because it came from everywhere. Six and double figures. It wasn't just Franz Wagner. Hello. And Paolo. It was old Pumpkinhead himself, Mo Wagner. Wendell had 12. Ice Cole Anthony had 13. Jingles. The perfect game. Four or four from the floor. You love to see it. Three, three from three. Hit all his free throws. Crushed it. 
Jingling, Joe Ingles. Anyway, Cleveland's Cleveland. No Donnie Mitchell, uh, no Cleveland, question mark. Garland had 18 and 10, 18 for Struz, 18 and 10 for Jared Allen, but those were rebounds. Mobile Lee filled up the stat sheet, had 14, 8, 6, 2, and 2. Karras, my sweet baby, he went 2 of 10, and they just didn't have the threes to drop. So, boom, Orlando get the win. Palo had 12. Franz had, I think, 14 or something like that. And uh, it's one of those heartening games where it has felt like at times they literally need Franz to fire and they win, right? He fires, they win. It's almost automatic. We've talked about this as well. Paolo's playing really well, but when he scores lots, it's not exactly correlated to them winning. So even if they're just sort of being really good team players, you'll take a win if you're Orlando. They're 31-25, as I mentioned, knocking on the door of the top six. Cleveland's Cleveland. Dropped to 36 and 18. Ah, Phoenix-Dallas. This was a fun game. 113-123, Dallas win it. Hell of a game. Suns are up three at the half. Looked dangerous. No Brad Beal. KD wasn't in much rhythm, though. Absolute swings and roundabouts games. This is what Dallas do. They'll get up by 10. They'll shit down their leg. Then they'll get back up by 10. And then they'll go back down. And this is how it goes. It's got to be brutal for Dallas fans. That's what happens when you don't play defense. Classic Alice. But they held Phoenix to 113, right? But that's mostly because KD just couldn't quite find his shot. He had 23 points on 23 shots. 9 and 23 for him. Booker was really good. 35 and 8 for him. He did have four turnovers. KD's big problem was one assist and five turnovers. Just looked wonky after the All-Star. Grace Nellett had uh, 10 points. Eric Gordon, 16, went 4 or 7 from 3. They were 15 to 36 from threes as a team. But it just wasn't enough because Dallas went 19 to 44. I'm no math magician, but that's bloody good. Luca had 41, 9, and 11. Kyrie had 29, 5, and 3. They actually brought this up on Inside the NBA, right? Like when your two dudes, your two best dudes, basically go out there and combine for 70, it's pretty hard to beat that. It's like KD and Booker had pretty like half-decent scoring games, but they only combined for 58. 70, last time I checked, is more than 58. Uh, PJ Hamilton, Washington, 12 and 6, 12 for Hardaway, even though he went 5 and 13. But Dallas looked dangerous with being able to spell Derek Lively with PJ Hamilton, Washington. God, it makes a difference. 33 and 23, same as Phoenix. Boston, 129, Chicago, 112. Strange game for the Celtics. Gave up 39 in the second quarter and had to shit pump him in the third, which is what they did. They uh, hit a bunch of threes. Derek White was playing his ass off. They went 23 of 47 from downtown the Celtics. That's just... They have games like this, right? These are the games where it works, where it's like, aha, all of our shots are falling. This is great. <laughs> and it's like, all right. Chicago just don't have the defensive horses to really keep them in a game like this as well, which is, I don't know, it's one of those weird ones when the extreme zinger meal. The extreme zinger meal. I mean, he only had like 14, but God, he just changes the entire sort of balance of the floor for them. He had 14 and four. JB, Jalen Brown, 21, five and five. He went three of five from three. Did he dunk over Kai Snett with his eyes closed? No. Tatum, 25-7-5, 5-10 from deep. Derek White, though, what a game. 28 points, 5-10 from downtown. 5 assists, 2 steals, 3 blocks. Absolutely awesome game. Chicago, 20 for Kobe. Kobe White. Vooch had 22-14. Ah, DeRose in there. Had 19-4-5. But look, the lack of shooting kills him. 10-28 from 3 for Chicago. Just can't keep up with a team like Boston who are going to knock in 23, right? So... Yeah, Boston moved to 44 and 12. Chicago, 26 and 30. Houston, 105. New Orleans, 127. They killed him. Absolutely killed him. Played with their food, rolled up 13 and a half and did what they needed. Put their foot in their throat the rest of the way and kicked their ass. Rockets are a mess. I talked about this in the uh, power rankings yesterday. They're all over the shop. They look like dog crap. They play like dog crap. No Fred Van Vliet. Jalen Green stinks. Jabari Parker, Jabari Parker, Jabari Smith Jr. doesn't know what he's doing. Jabari Parker might actually help them out. But it's like the young dudes that you can look to, right? Amen Thompson, 22-5-4. Cam Whitmore had 13. Shengun, the 29-2. and two. But Jalen Green and Jabari, it's like, yeah, you need to be stepping up when you don't have Fred Van Vliet, and they're just not. 27-3-9 for Zion. He was really good in this game. Spindles. Brandon Spindles Ingram, 17 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, and 7. Count them. Seven steals. Not bloody bad, bro. Not bloody bad. 28 for CJ McCollum as well. He went 4 of 10 from 3. And Jonas. My name is Jonas Valentunas. He was carrying the whale 20 and 14. New Orleans moved to 34 and 22. Houston, 24 and 31. 5 and 22 away. Gross. And then probably the most impressive win of the day. OKC beating the Clippers 129-107. What a statement win. 
They played with force. They played with no fear, especially in the second half. They ran him out of the gym, basically. Started running a bit more. Giddy was out in transition. J-Dub was crushing it. And away they went. SGA was knocking and everything against his old team. He had 31. Kawaii. <laughs> had 20 points. PJ had 14, but he shot 6 of 16. Had and had 17, 6 and 2. Only 9 shots, so 5 of 19. No! At 19 and Rusty couldn't hit anything. And that's kind of the weird thing with the Clippers. You're like, ah, oh, how do they not have like enough offensive firepower? Like Paul George has like a quiet game. This is what happens. It is just weird though. OKC versus the Clippers. It's like half this team used to play for the other team. It's weird. Anyway, Dort had 17. Chet had 17 and 10 with three blocks. 18, 4 and 6 for J-Dub. 31 on 12 and 19 shooting for SGA. OKC crushed it. They are awesome. I will talk about them again later. They're 38 and 17. Clippers. 36 and 18. That's a big win in terms of tiebreakers, in terms of the top of the West. Absolute chaos. One game that didn't mean as much. Denver. Ship pumped Washington. 13110. Uh yeah. The Wiz are horrible. 3113, 3 and 3 for Kuzma. He probably stopped a trade to Denver because he's like, nah, man, I'm building something here. <laughs> Denny Avdisher goes two of eleven. Oh, after a really good run. That's a real shame. Uh 13 and 14 for Tass Jones. Tass Jones. 18 for Poole off the bench. Still shot four of 17. <laughs> Joker, what are you doing, mate? What a game for Nikola Jokic. Hello. What a just ridiculous stat line. The bloke is going to put up the first 20, 20, 20, isn't he? Because today he had 21, 19, and 15. Just fucking silly, mate. He went 10 and 10 from the floor. 22 and 11 for Mike Coporta June. Yep. And Jamage uh, Marley at 18. 17 and 4 for Aaron Air Gordon. I believe they had eight players in double figures, which is just chaos. Peyton Watson, you had Reggie Jackson, Christian Brown, and KCP still managed to miss all of his shots. Anyway, good win for Denver. Ship pump Washington by 20 at home out of the All-Star. 36-19, Washington, 9-45. Charlotte, what an awesome game. I love this Hornets team. Trey, man, 4-0 in the Trey man era. Jazz, sneakily, they put the cue on the rack before All-Star break and uh, around the trade deadline, right? Trade away a bunch of that depth. They've lost five on the trot. 21-9-6 for Lowry. The, look, it's because you look at their guards and you go, Keontae George, he's going to be a weapon. 16-5 and five for him. But they've also got the sex man and Jordan Jeremy Clarkson. It's a little bit of redundancy sort of built into those three dudes. 3-10 shooting for the sex man. 15 for Clarkson. He shot a 5-13. At least they finally started Tyler Hendricks, though, which is kind of nice. Uh, he was pretty good too. What did he have, like 12 points, something like that? It was pretty good. And uh, you're kind of like, yeah, Jazz, go into absolute development mode. Yeah, he had 12 and 9. Not bloody bad because they sent Kessler to the bench and he has just been – I don't know what happened to Walker Kessler this year, but it's not good. Taylor Hendricks, happy with – did I call him Tyler? Yeah, it's Taylor Hendricks. Uh, very handy, very handy. I like the look of him. Anyway, Charlotte, what a game. They knocked in all their threes. That helps. Uh, but running over them late was awesome. 20 and 42 from downtown. Miles Bridges, 26, 14 and 4. 16, 5 and 4 steals for Brandon Spindles Miller. Grant Williams, though. Grant Williams, 24 points. Zero rebounds in 27 minutes. Ah, 6 of 11 from 3. This, ah, oh man. Grant Williams going to Charlotte and going, wait a minute. Now I remember how to play basketball on a shit team where he's got no expectations. Amazing. And no one fucking cares what he does. What a legend. The NBA, where amazing happens. Charlotte, 14 and 41. Utah, 26 and 31. Woof. Uh, then we had the San Antonio Banderas Spurs, 122 lose in Sacramento, 127. Awesome game. Awesome game. Wemby versus the Suvlaki King. Spurs are right with him the entire way. Tied with 114, three minutes to go. They actually took a lead. And it took a 7-0 run from the Kings right at the end to get back up three. And then they sort of held on. Uh, playing the foul game. Fox hit a couple of big buckets as well. It makes you nervous about the Kings, though, right? Suvlaki King was awesome. Fox was great. Uh, Huerta hit a bunch of threes. And you're like, and you still only just snuck by San Antonio. Yeah, Wemby was amazing. 19-13, four assists, five steals, five blocks. Came this close to the five by five. 32 for Devin Vassell. 16 for Je- sixteen and eight for Jeremy Sohan. And 18 for Kelton Johnson. You got the Suvaki King with a 22, 11, and 11. The beautifully, uh, I don't know, uh, exact number 
back and forth kind of vibe. 22-11-11, triple-double. That is just a thing of beauty. 28-9 for Fox. What a Went 5-8 from three for his 21 points. 21 points for Monk off the bench as well. The Kings, 32-23 and 23 now. San Antonio Banderas Spurs, 11-45. And then the final battle of the day, the Lakers eventually gave up the ghost against the Warriors without LeBron James. And uh, the Warriors' defense just looks really good and quite terrifying with Draymond back. So AD had 27-15 in this game with three blocks, but he also had three turnovers. 0-2 from downtown, 11-19 overall. Touring the Red Bull Prince, 2-7 from deep. D-Lo, you're like, hey, D-Lo, can you uh, step up while LeBron's out? He's like, no can do, pump. No can do, pal. 18 points, 9 assists, but he shot 6 of 15 and 3 9 from downtown. It's like, we need that extra little bit of an oomph from you. And he's like, I don't have it. Uh, 16 for Austin Reeves. Very little off the bench. Spencer Dinwiddie, continuing on his amazing Brooklyn Nets career in uh, LA with 5 points, 3 assists, 0 rebounds, and 5 fouls in 18 minutes. The Spencer Dinwiddie sweepstakes. <laughs> Jesus. Rui Hachimura, you wouldn't want. Wanted to see a little bit more from him. He was a minus 28 today. For the Warriors, 32 for that man, Steph Curry. Pretty bloody good. Can play a little bit. And uh, eight assists for him. Six of 13 from downtown. Podemski at 10 and 9. 20 for Wiggins. He was really good. 12 for Johnny Cumbuck at Kaminga. 17 for Trace Jackson Davis, though. He was awesome off the bench. Clay. Oh, boy. One and nine. Anyway, doesn't matter. Warriors win at 128, 110. Smashed him. They hit 16 of 41 from three. Uh, Draymond goes 8, 7, and 5. Big win for the Warriors. You love to see it. They're now 28 and 26. Two games above 500. Flying. Lakers right there with them. 30 and 27. All right. Let's do an NBA Australia approved performance of the night. <laughs> That's not a night. That's a nice. Ah, Luka Doncic. That's right. We sort of scooped over this game, but it was awesome. Dallas Phoenix was an absolute rip snorter of an affair. And Luka dropped 41, 9, 11, and 4 on 14 to 27 shooting, going 6 of 11 from 3 and 7 to 7 at the free throw line. Uh, They win the season series as well, which is big because you think about those two, like I've talked about the tiers in the West time and time again, right? you got the top four which is Minnesota, OKC, the Clippers, and Denver. And then you've got that little bit of a gap down to the Pelicans, the Mavs, the Suns, and the Kings uh, that are all now separated by one and a half games between the Pals and the Kings. So you have the Mavs and the Suns tied 33-23, and the Mavs already have the tiebreaker. That's a huge game from Luka up against KD and co. Love to see it. And, of course, the Joker, 21-19 and 15 is just fucking absurd. Like, what are you doing? And Steph... Just out here going, oh, better fuck around and hit six threes, I guess, today. That'd be pretty funny. Like, ah, must be nice. All right, spot of the night. Spud, 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 one of nine. <laughs> one of nine for Russell Westbrook. Uh, Vasily Michik also went one of nine. But anyway, uh, Rusty, 0-2 from three. One rebound, five assists to steal and a turnover. Pretty brutal. Cam Johnson and Dennis Schroeder both went one of seven. Yeah, when you got two of your main offensive weapons shooting two of 14, pretty brutal if you're the uh, Brooklyn Nets. Jalen Green, though, I talk about this time and time again. <sighs> Appears a lot on the old spot of the night, doesn't he? Three of 14. For 10 points. He was a minus 17 today. Jordan Poole had 18 points, but he shot 4 of 17. The notorious KCP went 0 of 6 in 16 minutes. My sweet Barry, baby Karis Levert, 2 of 10. Danny Avdijat, 2 of 12. Plenty of spuds. But none of them actually hit the magic number either, which is a goddamn shame. I feel like we've just got like a uh, moratorium on everyone shooting the magic number since I came back from the old surgery, right? It's a goddamn shame, I'll tell you. Uh... I'll just make sure that no one did it from three either. No, they didn't. Anyway, there you go. Bit of a rough one. And I mentioned one and nine for Clay, but, you know, they were fine. Because <laughs> they were kicking the crap out of the Lakers, I guess. Sure, why not? <laughs> right, let's go. Three, oh, three and 12 for Pods as well. One and nine for Clay. Yeah, it was pretty brutal. Anyway, 
Let's do an old mate, no mate. 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 Jordan Poole. He's also got a bit of a panting. I mean, being benched and scoring 18 points is like, I'm back, baby. It's like, yeah, you shot four of 17. Well, come on, Jordan. Pull your head in. What are you doing, mate? Uh, but the inbounding the ball uh, to the other team, that might have been the last straw. Like, <laughs> Brian Keefe might just go, ah, fuck it. You're benched. I'm not going to play you. Uh, and, of course, old mate, no mates. KD getting called a bitch and the lady coming in for the hand clap. That was like a combo of both uh, old mate, no mates. Um, the dude going, hey, I run a sports podcast. I'm like, yeah, can can empathize, but dude, don't think Kevin Durant's going to give that much of a fuck. <laughs> the sheer look of disgust that KD, as soon as that dude drops a, I run a sports podcast, and KD's like, this fucking guy, I'm out. <laughs> I don't know if he's going to get a uh, look in on the boardroom anytime soon. Anyway, uh, and also a bit of a pantsing like Kyle Lowry, in his Sixers debut, had 11 points, four rebounds, and five assists. That's pretty good. Miami are just like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> He's like, I just don't want to do your skinfold tests. <laughs> also, can relate, Kyle. And then finally, Zach Collins got absolutely fucking demolished by the Suvlaki King with a dunk. And also, Wemby got turned inside out by Demata Sabonis. Oh, yeah, cheers, Demartis. I love the combination meat. Thanks, mate. Absolutely put on a show to the Suvaki King. The 22-11-11 should have also been a bit of an NBA Australia pre-performance of the night. Absolutely love to see it. All right, what about better than Lonzo Ball? Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think he'll get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. He's coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. I'll tell you what, who is better than Lonzo today? Tyrese Maxey, it's a sort of classic go-to. But Derek White. Absolutely fantastic today. 28 points, 5 of 10 from downtown, 3 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, 3 blocks. Bloody good, I'll tell you. Uh, but also, if we want to go to the really young dudes today, Armin Thompson was fantastic for Houston. I mentioned him briefly in that rap. He shot 9 of 13 for his 22 points. He also had, what, the 5 rebounds, 4 assists as well. That is awesome. Amen, Thompson. All right, but it's time for everybody's favorite favorite bit that's right it's the magic tweet of the day oh yes once i press the button over here look at that ah magic thank you so much happy birthday to the best daughter-in-law lisa johnson i hope you have an amazing day (laughs) oh that's so good what a legend there was also a great one on i know i'm a day late but I wanted to wish a happy belated birthday to both Smokey and Francis Robinson. Smokey, my Motown brother from Detroit, is still the smoothest and coolest dude on the planet. I love you both. What do we say? Thanks, Magic. All right, finally, Dickhead of the Week. Dickhead of the Week. Yeah, that would be the couple calling KD a, a bitch. And like, bitch lady going, giving the old, hey, just joking. Come on, dap me up. Dap me up. Come on. Just joking. Kevin, you bitch. <laughs> like, I understand. Clearly, I understand having a few tins and getting a bit mouthy. Jeez, Jim, I can't see that of you at all. It's like, yes, of course. Uh, I've yelled at my fair share of uh, NBA players well after a few tins. Uh, I have yelled at Brooke Lopez for stealing my money for one time. That was pretty good. Stop stealing my money, Brooke. It got a uh, raised eyebrow, and I'm like, I mean, what can I do? You're playing like crap. Uh, (laughs) But, yeah, just calling him a bitch as he's walked out, and they're just standing there. And she's like, hey, hey, Absolutely incredible. So, yeah, easily dickhead of the week, though. Love to see it. All right. After a quick break, let's do some. Yeah, Nas. Right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Elliot. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. 
Let's do it. Do some your nails. Brought to you by the NBA Australia Shop. Get your merch. People. Get your merch. Get your merch. Wear it. Get your merch. Get your merch. Get your merch. Get your merch. Yeah, do it. NBAstraight.com slash shop or just click through on the socials. Uh, first up, did Paul deserve to get benched? Yeah, nah, yes. Of course he did. Jeez. He's been like legitimately horrible. And we do the spud of the year tracking, right? So we've also got the least efficient players in the NBA averaging 15 points a game. It's Jordan Poole. He gets benched, gets 18 points on wildly inefficient shooting. Thanks for coming. Love this one. Uh, we've got a great one that I actually had already written down, but Matty O has jumped in. Wow. Okay, see a legit for a finals run. Yeah, nah. It's a game like this. And so my question that I had written down before Matty sent in this one is, can OKC shirk the, oh, they're inexperienced, the young team tag? No, they can't. You just can't. It's the hardest thing to do in the NBA is to be go from not in the playoffs to be in the playoffs and then win in the playoffs. No team fucking does it. Like, nobody. And, like, you saw it last year, Sacramento, they finally make the playoffs. They have a bit of a uh, run at Golden State and lose in seven. Like that sort of gear. It feels like OKC are probably a little bit better equipped because they've got an MVP cannon and SGA and they're super deep. They're super long. They're pretty well coached. They've got Gordon Haywood. <laughs> uh, I think they can shirk the young team tag. They could easily win a series, but I find it really hard. So Matty O is like pointing out, like, are they legit for a finals run? I think they're legit. Good enough to make a Western Conference Finals, depending on some of those matchups, right? And the West, we've just seen them beat the Clippers. We know that Kawhi's been there, Paul George, Harden. They've made long, deep runs into the uh, postseason, but they've not done it together, right? So OKC could pop them. I feel like Denver might have their number pretty easily and pretty handily. But then you think about some other teams, you're like, yeah, Minnesota might give them some problems, just the sheer size of them. I don't know, but I don't. Wouldn't be I wouldn't be actually it's kind of like the next one. Paul Pierce. So to answer Matty O's, I don't think they can make the finals, but I wouldn't be surprised if they made the Western Conferences at all at finals at all. Paul Pierce, do I agree with him? Denver's the only team I'm confident that's getting out of the first round. I'm still putting no money against LeBron and the young boys or Steph versus the young dudes. Says Paul Pierce. Yeah, nah. I kind of agree with that. Like, it's really hard. Like, you could see Minnesota get bundled out in the first round. You could see anybody, right? Especially with the way that the matchups could sort of dump in the other way. It's just because you might end up with, like, Dallas in the sixth seed. And you're like, oh, geez, how are we playing against Kyrie and Luka in the first round? This sucks. So I kind of agree with Paul Pierce. And that's why it's hard to say, okay, see, look, prime, they could go all the way. It's like, I just... I want to see them go through the ringer first, right? You got to go through the fire. You got to go through the disappointments. We see it time and time again in the NBA. It's really hard to do it the first time around. Yeah. And it sort of leans into, I guess, the uh, unpopular opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. I still, like, unpopular vibe. I don't trust Phoenix in terms of covering spreads and betting on them this year after uh, the last third of the season, right? With Brad Beal out with his hammy, it's really, really hard to trust that team. It's just Booker and KD, not a bunch of depth, uh, and it's pretty worrisome. But it's also still a team that has just a puncher's chance to, like, fucking beat you in the first round. Even if you're, like, one of those top four seeds, you're like, God damn it. Why do we get to fucking play Phoenix? This sucks. It's like, I'd tank ahead of playing Phoenix. Because you're sort of like, They've got enough time to at least put together a defense and an offense that makes a lot of sense and can get really scary real quickly. All right. And finally, Outback Takeouts. It's Friday at Outback, and you know what that means? Oh, yeah. Four for one oil drum cans full of icy cold Foster's Lager. That's right. No Australian knows what the fuck we're talking about here because no prick drinks Foster's Lager. What are you talking about? Who are you? Crocodile Dundee? Blow it out your ass. Either way. Goes great with a flame grill take. And today's flame grill take is every NBA player should get to fight one fan a year only at Outback. I'll tell you what, that'd stop the chirping. Just get one. It can be off. It doesn't have to be in person either. They can just fight them off the internet. 
But this guy is talking... AFL players, exact NRL players... Well, NRL players are going to do that anyway, right? <laughs> AFL players, NBA players, EPL players, soccer players... I don't give a fuck. Athletes should be able to fight one fan each year. No questions asked. Kevin Durant would get his ass kicked and then never do it again. But seriously, it might, you know, pipe down the... Uh, the Westbrook noise. But the coolest part was, as long as you've done that one fight, like if Russell Westbrook fights the first dude, he's like, hey, Russell Westbrook. He's like, right, you, outside, now. And they're like, oh, fuck. But then it's open season on Rusty the rest of the season. You know? Maybe he gets one of his teammates to fight him. Tricky. I like that one. All right. Sweet. Let's do the Australian Player Watch right after this. This is Shane Hill, and you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, Australian Player Watch, easy one. We had a lot of the Aussies in action today. Box Hill, Benny, two points, four rebounds, four assists, and that lost to Toronto. One and two from the floor, oh, of one from down, ah, from the free throw line, because of course he wouldn't shoot a three. Took two shots that entire game. Anyway, but that's fine. Look. Ramp up and get healthy, Ben. That's all we ask. Josh Giddy, the mopped up mumba had a rough start. And uh, that's why you go and get a Gordon Hayward, right? If you're okay, Steve. Josh Giddy's having a bit of a rough game, not feeling it. You can always go, all right, Gordy. Uh, but he ends up with 12 points because he got going in the second half and sort of was just flying around everywhere. Four or 10 from the floor, one or three from downtown, three or three at the line. Five rebounds, two assists, a block here, three turnovers, bigger than on the big jobs. Rock 'em, sock 'em, block 'em, jock 'em, Landale. They were getting ass kicked by the Pelicans, so he got out there for 12 minutes, which you love to see. One of one from the floor, two points, three rebounds, three assists, and a steal. Play the man, Emo, you doka. What are you doing? Fucking anti Australian bias is so chunky, you could cut of it. Uh, jingles, the perfect game. Four or four from the floor. Four to the floor. That's a jingle song. Uh, three or three from three. Three for free. And one of one at the free throw line. So he didn't miss a shot. One rebound, two assists. He had that beautiful breakaway. One rebound, two assists, one steal. Uh, the perfect game. Jingling. Jeremy goes, congratulations, Cleveland. You got jingled. Josh Greeny Green against Phoenix is really, really good. Nine points, two rebounds, five assists, two steals. He had two turnovers. He went three or seven from the floor and three or five on threes. Love that. He missed one of the threes. We're like, ah, you could hit that, Josh. But he hit the rest of them. It was like, God damn, not bad. Dante Sexum up. Exum still out injured, uh, waiting on, you know, how his knee's going to shake out. Hopefully he's all right. Dyson Daniels, same vibe. And the Portland guys did not play. Uh, but we did see Duop, the Grim Reetha, the Rim Reetha, the great Barrier Reith sign his uh, contract, which is fucking great. Love that. All right, let's do an Andrew Gay's Great Mumber Award really quickly. Andrew Gay's Grey Mumba. I love that drop. Uh, Nikola Jokic, hello. The first player to ever have a 20-point, 15-rebound, 15-assist game on 100% field goal shooting. Ever. Well, in over 40 seasons. So, it's pretty good. The coolest part was after that, so he's on track to have the first 20-20-20, which is just stupid. Uh, but he's also now had a triple-double against every team in the NBA except for the Nuggets. I don't know about you, but that's pretty fucking good. Yeah. Not bad. All right, should we do a great moment in NBA Australia stat history? Because I think we should. And what did I say it was going to be? A dramatic retelling. Oh, yeah. And blow it out your ass, Cade Eels. <laughs> Saying brevity is the soul of wit. This is a fucking script, you dickhead. Anyway. <laughs> Coming after me. Oh, God. Anyway, let's do it. Great moments in NBA Australia stat history. NBA Australia never forget. Hammer gets an assist. Interior. Target Center, Minneapolis, Minnesota, 27 years ago. The Minnesota Timberwolves are blowing out the Golden State Warriors. Australian basketball's golden child Shane the Hammer Heel sits on the bench. 
eagerly awaiting his chance to shine. Wolves coach Flip Saunders finally turns to our hero. You, Blondie. Me, coach? Uh, did you suddenly grow a foot and get bad at basketball? Uh, no, coach. Well, then I'm not fucking talking to Cherokee Parks, am I? Aw, says Cherokee Parks. Oh, no, coach, says Shane. All right, you ready to go, Blondie? Oh, coach, I've been ready since I first bleached the tips of my hair aged four. I've been ready to do it since I debuted for the Brisbane Bulls at 17. I'm the Aussie Dale Ellis. I've been ready to go since out there and drop three cents. Ah, shut the hell up, Blondie. Just get in there next stoppage and check Mark Price. Yes, coach. Turning to Cherokee Parks, this is Joko Frankovic. Cherokee, did you hear that? Coach is going to put me in. We get to play together. Hey, cool, man, cool. Hey, uh, you want to be these pills? Um... Uh, no? Well, I've got a VCR in my car. Do you need a VCR? Uh, nah, I'm good, Cherokee. Thanks, sir. Hey, Stjoko, we're going to get in the game together. Quiet, pretty little girl, man. Stjoko make goulash. Hang on a second. Are you making goulash on the bench? Yes, he's making Stjoko strong like bear. Whatever, you're not as strong as a bear. One time, Stjoko used bear to kill other bear. Oh, well, yeah, I got this gig after trying to punch him with Charles Barkley. And now I'm going to punch the Warriors in the mouth with the hammer. Well, one time Stjoko used Hamill to kill Bear. Jesus, what's with all the bears, Stjoko? And God, that goulash stinks. Yes, it's not good for smells. Especially smells Stjoko make. He's bad. Very bad. You want to buy some goulash? <laughs> nah, I'm good. How about one for the pretty lady Stjoko has in cellar back home? Some are even as pretty as you. Stjoko give you a good price. What the hell are you talking about, Stjoko? Uh, I'll happily sell these pills to you, says Cherokee. What? Heel is suddenly violently shoved out of the way by Kevin Garnett walking off the court. Get the fuck out of the road, kid! Y- yes, sir. Hey, kid. You ever seen a dead body? Ah, uh, no, sir. Also, sir, I'm older than you. Well, you will if you suck tonight! But, 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 but if I'm dead, how will I see my own dead body? I said shut the fuck up, kid! Uh, yes, sir. Damn it, Blondie. There's five minutes left. We're up by 25. Get the hell on the court. Yes, coach. Christ's sakes. <laughs> and that night, Shane the Hammer Heel played five minutes, missing both his field goals that he attempted. One of them was a three from what was described as the car park and registering a single assist. In an effort to avoid a case of death by Kevin Garnett, it was the last time Heel would see the court for the Wolves until mid-March. On your Hammer. There you go. That is a great moment in NBA Australia history. 27 years ago. Hammer playing against the Warriors. Love that. All right. How good are those dramatic retellings? Uh, let's do a Patty Mills Game Day Baller Game Day Twitter check-in because we've got a lot of uh, Patty Thrills social content. Uh, it's just all over it at the moment. He's uh, narrated the Brisbane Broncos flying into Vegas vibe. It's pretty good. He's at the Turner Studios, so he's doing something with... Uh, the guy's checking out the TNT stuff. He's looking at Shaq's coffee mug. Shaq's ha- I have four rings. How about you vibe? It's pretty good. So, uh, yeah, Patty, pretty stoked to be there in Atlanta, seemingly. Very cool. And he also had some very nice posts, you know, him and the missus. So, always good. Patty is a obvious, you know. There we go. There's the one of the missus. Just white heart, white heart, white heart. Them looking very sharp and on a boat. On a boat. <laughs> Good on you. All right, let's do some game previews. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, inadvertent Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. Excited for the weekend? I mean, I guess. Excited to get some sleep. Uh, we did all right on today's picks. Uh, we went one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight of 12. That is pretty bloody good. All against the spread too, just saying. All right, tomorrow though, we have another big slate too. We've got Toronto and Atlanta. I'm taking the Hawks. Kakao, minus six and a half. I, to keep an eye on the Hawks in this last third. I think without, you know, the specter of trades hanging over their heads, they should be way too good for teams like Toronto, especially with the Raptors on a back-to-back, flying down to Atlanta. Give me the Hawks minus six and a half. They're like literally the worst team at covering the spread in the East, but I don't mind the Hawks in this one. Cleveland take on Philly. Both teams on a back-to-back. I think the Cavs' size would be a little bit too good for Philly, though. 
Give me the Cavs minus three and a half in Philly. The Sixers, I mean, geez, today was just shocking. Washington go to OKC. Again, both teams on a back-to-back. OKC minus 15 and a half. They are one of the better teams at covering the spread. I will take the Thunder to ship up the Wizards. Uh, yeah, the wheels might come off pretty quickly there in Washington, just saying. Well, they're yeah, for Washington. Memphis hosts the Clippers. The Clippers, after today's loss in OKC, I expect them to win this one, but Memphis just played tough. The spread's nine and a half. Memphis, all they do is sort of just stick around, cause havoc. They beat the Bucks before the break. Don't forget, I'm going to take Memphis plus nine and a half. Prove me wrong, Clippers. Prove me wrong. It's a big spread to sort of cover on the road, so I'll take Memphis. Especially with the Clippers on a back-to-back. Who knows if they Kawhi and Co. I'll take the Grizzlies. Phoenix also on a back-to-back. Houston also on a back-to-back. The Rockets are plus three and a half against the Suns at home. Houston stink. But at home, they're not too bad. I reckon they could push Phoenix here. Give me Houston plus three and a half. Miami go to the Pelicans. The Heat did not play today. The Pelicans did. I'm going to go the Heat plus two and a half. Vibes out of that team. As long as they've got Butler, I think they can win that one. So give me Miami plus two and a half. Both weird teams, right? New Orleans are wildly inconsistent at times, but they've been pretty good the last like month or so. But against a team like Miami, who are just going to not fuck up. It's going to be interesting. That's a fascinating game. Give me Miami, though. Milwaukee take on Minnesota, eh? I'm going to take uh, Minnesota minus four and a half against the Bucks. Again, just too long and too tough for this Milwaukee defense that's trying to figure its way out. Charlotte go to Golden State. The Warriors flying after beating the Lakers today. I'm going to take the Hornets plus 13 and a half. They're just sticking close with teams. I don't know what to tell you, but they are coming from Utah. That is a tough one, but I don't know. Young legs. Plus 13 and a half. Let's go. Denver at Portland. I'm going to take the Blazers plus eight and a half against the Nuggets. Uh, Denver obviously in a back-to-back. They fucked around, kicked the crap out of the Wizards today. The Blazers, a little bit of chutzpah. It's an annoying line. Like It should be much higher, but with Denver on a back-to-back and sort of not paying much attention of late, you can see why the Blazers are that short. I'm still going to take the Blazers plus 8.5. Denver win it, though. San Antonio go to the Lakers. Wemby, does LeBron come back for this? I don't know, but the Lakers are 9.5-point favorites. I'm going to still take the Lakers to bounce back and win that one after today's loss. Uh, the Lakers' other dudes should be a little bit too good for that Spurs team. Sunday, we've only got three games. Orlando at Detroit. I'll take Orlando, obviously, in that one. Boston against the Knickerbockers of New York City. The Knicks are not afraid of Boston, but without half their team, OG, Mitch Robinson, Randall, I'll take Boston to take care of the Knicks in MSG. And then Minnesota host Brooklyn. They should kick the crap out of them, even on a back-to-back. Milwaukee on Monday, we go the Bucks philly I'm going to go the Bucks over the Sixers pretty easily. Lakers go to Phoenix. I'll take Phoenix in that one with the uh, Lakers having played this will be their third game in four days. Same as the Suns. I trust the Suns a little bit more in that spot at home. Dallas at Indy. There will not be much defense played in this one, folks. I'm just saying. I'm going to go Dallas. Eight-game winning streak they could be on. Uh, Cleveland at Washington. They should demolish a rate. The Wizards, Cleveland. Atlanta, post-Orlando. Orlando having played the day before in Detroit, then going to Atlanta. I think Atlanta could get a sneaky win there. So give me the Hawks. Okay, see at Houston. Uh... Weird matchup. OKC should beat them, though. New Orleans versus Chicago. The Pelicans should be a little bit too big and too good for the Bulls. Denver versus Golden State. Fascinating game Monday morning. Can't wait for that one. I'll take the Denver Nuggets. Still a little bit too big, a little bit too talented. Even with this Golden State defense, this is a really good test for the Warriors, though. Spurs, Utah. Oh, boy. I'm going to take the Spurs. Utah, wheels off. Charlotte in Portland. I'm going to go the Hornets and Sacramento against the LA Clippers. That's a fascinating one as well. I'm going to go the Clippers in that one. I think they can bounce back. Zubach versus Suvlaki King. Watch out. It's Eastern European season. Can't wait. Uh, Clippers, Sacramento, though. Let's go the Clippers. And that should be pretty pretty bloody fun. And that is it for the week. And that is it for today. In the meantime, as mentioned, AFL today. That's right. So we will have the podcast feed up for that next week. Uh, We will be taping next week for some preseason stuff. You might also see me pop up in some super coach videos. Uh, but either way, AFL Today Show. Go follow it on the socials as well as the NBA Australia Show, NFL Australia, the Cricket Today Show with the boys, and the Football Today Show for your cricket and soccer needs. We will also have NRL popping off soon too. But AFL Today, that'll be hosted by me. That's going to be fun on the bun. I posted out the video of that, just a little teaser. So that's going to be great fun. 
your mate Jim's a bit busy. Anyway, uh, check us a rating review for all those shows across all the platforms you're watching them on, listening to them on. Come on. We don't ask for much, if anything. In fact, we really ask for nothing except this. Rate and review it. Leave a comment. Jump on. Talk some shit. Send me a yeah, nah, for whatever. Same for the footy stuff. Just go hammer and tongs. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. Rate, review it, star it, whatever you got to do. Whatever app you use on the Android phone as well. It does help out. Come on, mate. NBAAustralia.com slash shop. Get your merch. Get your merch. And big thanks always go to From Mobbers Low for the intro and outro song. Check out House Hats, Joshua Delarantis, Fascinated, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers for all the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all at Bandcamp. Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music, Spotify. Remember, NBA Australia supports Australian bands, so should you. Uh, that's it. We'll close out with a uh, for the audio folks, a cooking with Bainsey. And apart from that, for the video, because you can watch this one on YouTube as well, we'll catch you on Monday, you dickheads. Have a great weekend. This is NBA Australia saying look after yourselves, would you? And later, Hosanna! Cooking with Bainsey is filmed in front of a live studio audience. And now it's time for Cooking with Bainsey with your host, Aaron Bangers Baines. <laughs> g'day, g'day, g'day. Yes, how are you, sir? Oh, look at you over there. <laughs> I see you over there again, Cheryl. Yes, we know that you love it. Oh, this is great. Yeah, g'day. Welcome to Cooking with Bainsey. I am your host, Aaron Bangers Bainsey. All right, so this here episode, we're going to whip up one of my absolute favourite Australian staples. You can have it whenever as well, at night, for dinner, after a big night on the Terps. It's that absolute Aussie classic. It is Hawaiian pizza. Oh, yes. That's right. I love me some Hawaiian pizza. And it's easy as to make, mate. I mean, it definitely helps keeping up this physique, if you know what I mean. I reckon I probably cook about three of these bloody things a week, you know what I'm saying? And also, hey, just just for yous out there as well, don't bloody listen to anyone who says shit about pineapple on pizza. They can go and do what I tell every centre in the Eastern Conference of the NBA. They can go fuck themselves, all right? You can put whatever the fuck you want on pizza. It's pizza. All right, so anyway, Hawaiian pizza is bloody simple, mate. All you got to do is go down to your soupy and grab yourself a pizza base. I love the spongier, thick ones, you know. Grab a thing of tomato paste. Now... Don't bother with the fancy pants shit with basil or oregano in it unless you want to be like all fancy pants and shit because uh, then you just grab a bunch of shredded ham from the deli, grab a bag of shredded cheese. Now, you can have mozzarella, cheddar, home brand, whatever you want. Doesn't matter. It's just bloody cheese. And the key ingredient, a tin of pineapple chunks. Now, it's pretty easy to whip this bad boy up, so let's get to it. All right, here we go. Now. Just whip your base out. There you go. All right, now smother it with the tomato paste. Well, snip. There you go. Smooth it out a bit. Just make sure it's all over the inside thing. Now, dump your ham on there. Yep, all this shredded ham. Now, oh, get your fingers amongst that. Shove that to the edges. There you go. Spread that out nice and even. Yep, there you go. All right, now cover this liberally with the dead pig. Come on, man. You've got to put the ham everywhere. You just need hoops and hoops and hoops of ham. Just make sure it's the nice shredded stuff, though. All right, now drain your pineapple into the sink. Or you can, you know, you can drain it into a cup and uh, drink that pineapple juice, you know. What bloke doesn't like a cup of pineapple juice, you know what I'm saying, ladies? Yeah, there we go. Now, fang the chunks of pineapple on there. Just put it everywhere, you know, just throw it around. And then cover up the entire bloody thing with your shredded cheese. All right. Now, we've got this oven over here. Just wang her in there in the oven. There you go, just for a good 15, 20 minutes at about 220 degrees Celsius. None of that Fahrenheit bullshit. Now, sit back, grab a tin, and let her cook. Oh, doesn't that bloody well smell delicious? All right, now here's one we made a little bit earlier. So you can see once it's browned and a bit on the edges and all your cheese is all melty and nice, 
you whip her out, you chop her up into slices, and Bob is your bloody pizza-loving uncle. Now, give it a sec to cool down before you chow down. Don't burn your bloody tongue because that cheese will be hot as buggery, eh? So, all right, now it's there. Just get your bloody munch on. And that is an absolute bloody ripper of a meal. The best bit is, and this will impress everyone, right? You can cook it whenever you want. Mates, the missus, kids, everyone bloody loves Hawaiian pizza. And if they don't, just give them the old bangers, don't argue, and go tell them to cook their own bloody pizza. Because this is just bloody delicious, mate. All right, how easy was that? Cool, there you go. That is absolutely unreal. Love me some Hawaiian pizza. All right, so that's it for this week. Tune in next week for a new recipe, and we'll see you then on the next episode of Cooking with Bainsy.